we were just doing some previews of the of the movie reviews. Uh, Steve is here, and um, you, you know all about uh, um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, right? I do. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it was a play. Okay, uh, about a you know nineteen roaring nineteen twenties uh, singer from the south who went up north mm. to make a name. The thing is, it's a play. Mm. And it, there's great acting in the film, I have to say that. But it, it, You've seen it, right, the film? I've seen it, yes. It's not, in my view, it's not a cinematic piece, yeah. you know. It will work, well, that's what it was. It works brilliantly as a play. Mm. And great actors, but, you know, it basically takes place in two rooms. And for me, a film needs to, you know, move about a bit. It needs to have a bit more width Yeah, that, I mean, they it? do go out on the street on one occasion, but right. basically it's in two rooms. And, uh, so it's more like a sitcom set, really. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's just a dramatic piece. <laughs> but we'll see what, what the yeah. expert says later on in yeah, the programme. James, well, I'm not sure we need to do it now. We've had your expert. Yeah, yeah. Can, you yeah. Do, can you do Wonder Woman as well? No. <laughs> Darn, we'll have to wait for James. Yeah. All right, he'll be here at 12.30. Um, now, yes. it's been a week. It has been a week. So now we we have um, the, the, what I call, well, in fact, many people are calling the vaccine saga. So um, first of all, um, the deputy mayor, Carrie Lamb, says, um, oh, my goodness. Having a vaccine is not like shopping, you know. You can't go in and choose which vaccine you, you want to have. And then the chief executive, Macau, says, well, we've got three different sorts of vaccine. Um, Macau citizens can choose oh um so so the latest statement which i believe is yesterday but mm. you know today is another day and they keep changing their minds on this is oh yes oh yes you can choose oh. uh, you can choose mm. but this is hong kong so what they mean by that is if you're one of the great unwashed one of those people who was going to get the free vaccine know you effing can't choose but if you've got money which is kind of what i suspected all along mm. you can go to a private doctor and if they've managed to get hold of the the sputnik from russia which i imagine will be in very high demand that's the or, big one i hear I, understand. Uh, I hear it's it's absolutely it's up there with novichok it's a fabulous <laughs> fabulous thing it works instantly um but if, if 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 you want that or you want perhaps the german one or the american one you 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 go in and buy it. well you know i think it was always going to be like that but I'm still waiting to see, and I think this will be a, a, a thing which is heavily disguised. Will all these flag wavers, the, mm. the, the, what, what, what we used to call in the old Communist Party the 101 percenters who, who've never seen anything in Beijing they don't like, will they want the Sinovac in their arms mm. or will they be going out? and getting perhaps a British one or a German one or an American one. I think, you know, when we get to hypocrisy, we'll, 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 be, we'll be finding out how that works out. Having said all of that, there are, um, and of course, um, the chief executive in name only um, also says, oh, people are politicising this vaccine thing. But, you know, having said that, there are objective reasons why people are casting doubt on Sinovac. Some of these we discussed last week. But the overwhelming point is that it is not a proven vaccine. And there's and not much data either, right? It there's seems. insufficient data. It has gone through some trials in Brazil which have either have or haven't been successful. It is being distributed in large numbers in Guangdong province. But it hasn't gone through the internationally, mm. the end process 
of the internationally recognized trials. And this is a company that has a track record for bribery, to bribing Chinese authorities to get vaccine approval. So, you know, why is it that people aren't confident in them? I have no idea. They must be completely stark staring bonkers if they think that these trivial reasons, not tested, company with reputation for bribery, you know, mm. is the person they want to go to, is the company they want to go to to get inoculated by. So I think that the government is storing up problems for it. And it's quite interesting that all the quizlings here who are supposed to be... Remember there was something called the pro-government camp? Oh, yes. Yeah, what they don't that? use that term, of course, anymore because they kind of know that, that hitching your flag to the Carrie Lamb flagpole is, is, is just not a good thing. So they're all the pro-China camp now. But they've taken their message from China's own National Health Commission and this is a body... This is, in fact, the you know, China Center for Disease or the equivalent thereof, who have said there is great concern. Those are those precise words in the way that the Hong Kong government is handling this. And, of course, once they get the green light from the bosses, they all go, oh, green light, green light. Oh, yes, we can criticize now. Oh, and off they go. Mm. And off mm. they go. And mm. off they have gone. You know, there's the failure of, of the track and trace system where 800 people weren't notified of the results of a coronavirus test. There's an awful case of um, someone who couldn't get a test and, and within within literally within days died of, of the effects of the coronavirus, etc., etc. Now, I don't think, to be fair, that the Hong Kong government has an exclusive franchise on bungling the response to this pandemic. Hot competition out there. If you're British, you, you, you'll know what I mean. So, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, but the point is that, that, you know, there's nothing to be proud of as Carrie Lam clearly is. And she keeps saying, I'm very proud of the way we've handled this. Well, at least there's enough self-awareness in most governments to know that it has been problematic. Not everything has gone right, it, right? You know, I mm. don't want to be one of these people who's, who's sitting there second-guessing. This is an enormous problem. It's an enormous, enormous achievement to have developed a vaccine within under 12 months and you know brought it into production i mean that that um, achievement has not been made before all of these things are happening so you know there will be faults there will be bumps on the road but i think you need humility if you're running an administration in recognizing that sometimes unlike Theresa Cheng, the Secretary of Justice, who says that everything she says is the truth, sometimes you have to admit that there are problems. And, gosh, you might even admit that other people, other than yourself, have some wisdom to offer on these mm. matters. Of course, Carrie Lam doesn't believe that anybody on the planet knows more than she does about anything. And that includes hot drinks. Mm -hmm. mm. It certainly isn't helping her, is it? It really isn't. I mean, you know, you, you keep saying, could her reputation go any lower? question is, probably. It's, it hasn't reached zero. So, yes, there is space to go. I mean, to have, to, to have managed to become the most unpopular of four fundamentally unpopular chief executives is no small achievement. She's more unpopular, and nobody thought this was ever going to be possible. She's more unpopular than C.Y. Leung. I mean, that's a stellar achievement. You wouldn't have thought that anybody would manage to do that, but 
Well done, Carrie. You're does, up there. It does seem to be, you know, downward and downward and downward with chief executives, doesn't it? Really it really does. Everyone it seems really to go does. lower. I mean, um, you know, two, two were essentially fired by Beijing. That was CY himself and CH Tung, both of whom suddenly discovered pressing family matters they had to attend to. Um, one was sent to jail and then was released on... on um, well, actually, he served his sentence, but uh, um, his trial was considered to be a mistrial. So, you know, um, and now we've got Carrie and they're looking around. I mean, they're, they're kind of... I, I, oh, I was going to say I feel sorry for her, but that's probably an exaggeration. But they are leaving her, they, the bosses in Beijing, are leaving her dangling on a precariously thin rope. At the one hand saying, oh, we give you full support. And on the other hand, releasing, releasing the snapping dogs mm. to, to savage her every time she goes out. And I'm talking about the people within the Quisling camp, not the people who've been criticising her all along. So it's a very unsatisfactory situation. It's a situation that only arises in a situation where not only do you not have a democratically elected head of government, but there is no prospect of that happening. I mean, once you've got a situation where leadership of, a, of an administration can only be sustained by terror and fear rather than by popular support, the consequences flow from that, and they are flowing thick and fast in Hong Kong. Uh, now we hear that they that the Hong Kong people are going to be punished for, for, not fail, for failing to elect the people who Beijing wanted them to elect in the district council elections last November. So they're going to be stripped of their powers, they're going to be told that they have to sign a loyalty pledge, etc., etc. Every tier mm. of the de democratic system. And there was, there were some tiers, is being dismantled disqualifications of candidates will, will, you know, we've seen a trickle, I think, stand by for a flood. Um, abolishing the um, presence of, of, dem of district councillors in the election committee because it threatens the chosen person not being chosen for the post, by which I mean the post of chief executive. All of these things are coming thick and fast. And I was asked on, on some it was an overseas media program, you know. Um, what negotiations... Ha it was a reasonable question, but you have to chuckle. What negotiations have been t held between the Hong Kong government and the opposition? <laughs> OK. <laughs> I, that's stop, an interesting question. It did stop me short, because, you know, yeah. in, most, in most places, that's what you do. Yeah. You don't, you don't have a negotiation with somebody you agree with. You have that, otherwise, there's nothing... You know, why would you want to negotiate? You know, this was the famous thing Tony Blair said about um, the Northern Ireland peace talks, where people said, why on earth are you negotiating with the IRA? They're all killers and murderers. Who else are you going to be negotiating? And, and he said, well, the purpose of a negotiation is not to approve of what all parties to the negotiation do or have done. It's to stop them doing it. That's what, that's what this is aimed at. And in Hong Kong, of course, there was a classic opportunity after the November elections for the government to engage in a dialogue with the people who had been elected by the people. You would have thought that was obvious had there been a will to do it. Who did Carrie Lam hold two series of meetings with? The defeated candidates. Come on, the defeated candidates. And what did she do during those meetings? She promised them jobs. She said, you, you know, the electorate might have, might have rejected you, but 
me, you know, Deputy Mayor, I'll find you something to do, don't you worry. So we have a situation here where there is no dialogue, where anybody who's been elected is having the ground cut from under their feet because the offence of being elected without Beijing's approval has become a very serious offence. Order is maintained. It is quite true there aren't people demonstrating on the streets in the way that they were. Many people are being thrown into jail. 10,000 people have been arrested. I mean, you, you roll out the figures, and this is where we are as of today. I still don't think that all is lost, but, boy, this is what we call a gloomy picture. And all of those arrested have still got to be charged, or a lot of them have still I got to be something charged, right? Like, something like... Um, uh, I'm trying to get the figure right. It, it, it's around a quarter, mm. up to a quarter or a third have actually been charged. So, yes, <coughs> that is to come. Um, and then, of course, they've got to be, you know, they have this, they have this quaint thing in, in Hong Kong where you actually have to have a trial. Mm. It's not in the mainland. By, one, by when you're charged, you're guilty. And it's quite interesting. It is quite interesting that they are all slipping all, by which I mean, you know, the head quizlings, are all slipping into main, mainland speech. They keep referring to the people who have been charged as being criminals. Well, I have to say, there is this strange convention in the common law, and in fact in all independent judicial systems, that you're innocent until proven, proven guilty. guilty. Mm. Boy, I mean, I don't think that's a new idea. That's a very well-established idea. So characterizing these people as being criminals ahead of the trial in 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 the mainland it's quite true if you appear in a mainland court you're guilty the 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 the, the, the staggering success rate 99.9 percent or something like that yeah. of prosecutions in 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 the mainland uh, remains unchallenged except for possibly in north korea so, you know, if you're proud of that, if you think that's a wonderful thing that shows how efficient the judiciary is, well, good luck to you. Mm -hmm. What do you make of um, um, the release on bail of uh, Jimmy? I think that's extremely interesting. I mean, mm. these bail conditions are pretty strict. You know, he's confounded to house arrest. He's, he's had to put up a surety of $10 million, which apparently is a lot of money. I mean, to me, it's just, you know, today's spending Small change, money. yes. Small change. Your champagne money. Yes, my champagne money. And, and I'm talking vintage. Um, but um, it is interesting. It is interesting because however, and I think we have to keep reminding ourselves, however bad things seem to be here, the situation here remains not as bad. Mm. as it is in the mainland. There is a tattered remnant of one country, two systems. And the courts will look at evidence provided, will actually look at the rule book and say, uh, why is this man being remanded until April, which is when the, when the trials for the two offences come up for a, for a hearing? Um, are there reasonable grounds for that? I mean, the fact that he was transferred to a high-security prison on mm. remand mm. was in itself amazing. And, of course, the image of Jimmy Lai being chained by the feet and the arms, a 73-year-old businessman... Yeah, with the chains around the, around the middle of the body. Around the middle. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is, this is the sort of constraining um, chains that you put around a hardened criminal who has a notorious record for violence. I mean, even... 
the people who hate Jimmy Lai most, and there are quite a lot of them, I don't think can produce any evidence that he is a violent criminal. And that picture went round the world and it said, this is Hong Kong in 2020. Mm. Have a quick look. Mm. Images, as I think we all know, speak rather louder than, than any volume of, of, of learned documents. So I think they kind of are realising they've sort of overstepped the mark, you know. <laughs> Hold that thought, we'll be back with you on just after 10.30. And in the news headlines, here's Sam. Hong Kong-listed e-commerce giant Alibaba has seen its shares fall by almost 3.5% at the open after mainland regulators launched an anti-monopoly investigation. There's also fresh pressure on its Ant Group subsidiary. Residents at a public housing estate in Sha Tin have to show proof of a COVID-19 test if they want to enter or leave the building. The order took effect at 6am and resulted in long queues of people waiting to exit. And the Labour Minister, Lord Chi Kwong, says people shouldn't pay too much attention to the record high numbers of those living in poverty. Official figures released yesterday showed 21.4% of the population living below the poverty line last year. But Mr Law says if you factor in government assistance, less than half of those, or around 640,000 people, were actually living below the poverty line. I'll have more news at 11 o'clock. Thanks very much, Sam. Ah, back with Steve. Where were we, sir? Well, we were talking uh, before the break about the arrest of Jimmy Lai. But but what we didn't go into was um, both the charges. I think the national security charges is, is well known. The, the, the charge that he was first arrested and indeed remanded on was a charge of... Um, uh, uh, what, what was that called? I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, anyway. It was for Im- it, it, it was for fraud. Mm. It was for fraud, and the, mm. the alleged fraud is that his promise, the premises of, of of Next Digital, which is the publisher of Apple Daily, which are on the Typo Industrial Estate, were used for purposes that breached the lease, and they said that that other things were being run out of the offices there, and that was therefore a fraud. Mm. Well. There's another interesting case of offices designated for one purpose oh, okay. and being used for another, and it relates to our good old friend, Lern Chung Ying. CY. Who, CY, okay. my, my most favourite person, who has registered the registered address of his fund. He's got this um, 803 fund, yeah. which is basically a fund for bashing Democrats. Um, I don't believe it's in those words, but, you know, let's let's paraphrase is registered in the funny little office that's given to chief executives, former chief executives in Kennedy Road. So that's that's quite... Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So he's made that the registered address. Now, is that the purpose of that office? To be a registered uh, address for, for a political fundraising campaign? Even more interesting is that as a member of a vast number of public bodies, including, of course, mainland bodies, he is supposed to be registering his interests, his outside interests. Mm. He is the director of two limited companies, one of which, um, rather bizarrely, um, runs overseas Chinese schools, I think in Laos or somewhere, which are sort of patriotic schools. No declaration. So you may say, oh, these are all minor things, you know, why, why are you getting, getting, uh, getting your knickers in a twist about it? Well, 
These are precisely the sort of minor infractions, or maybe not so minor infractions, which have been the cause of arrest for a great number of people, uh, but strangely, nobody from the blue camp, nobody from the pro-China camp. Mm. Now, Simai Leung is a former chief executive of Hong Kong. As such, standards which are higher than are supposed to be applied to normal citizens should be applying to him. He obviously thinks that he's too grand and too important to have to comply with the rules. He can use public premises, which after all, the former CE's office is a public premise for his own private um, uh, businesses. I mean, this is quite interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm you, rather you, you really would think that it would have the same, you, 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 you just couldn't do anything private in a government you premise, would, think would that. you? You would think that, but particularly setting up a fund and giving that as the, the address. So you would think that even even some parts of the quizzling press might might feel a little uncomfortable about this and publicise it. it. This has had minimal publicity in, in the mainstream media in Hong Kong. But this is where we are now. It's not so much that things are... Um, Things that are written are censored. It's 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 pieces of what I would say in inverted commas are inconvenient information simply don't appear now mm. because you know word comes down from on high. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's much of a story. You know, former chief executive flouts rules about use of the uh, <coughs> public premises. Oh, no, no, I, don't, I think we've got a very interesting story here about textiles in 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 Xinjiang province. So you know. This is where we are. It, it is quite worrying. But, on the other hand, this is in the public domain because there are news outlets that have published this. They are not the mainstream ones. Hmm. Well, as ever, there's no shortage of this stuff this week, Steve. You know, we thought it was going to be a quiet, a quiet week, quiet uh, week up to Christmas, uh, but no, no shortage, yeah, right? Christmas humbug. <laughs> next week going to be different, do you think? Oh, next week, a peace and goodwill to all person kind will break out or... Maybe not. Or maybe not. Well, you have a, a Merry Christmas anyway. Uh, um, I've got other plans. <laughs> I'm sure. Wonder Woman and Champagne, I suspect, is what it is, right? Yeah? Okay. So, something like that. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks, Steve.